a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. And the problem that God has with that is that he didn't command it or institute it. He, he, he only wants images that he commands and institutes to be made. And when he makes himself, when, it, when the scripture says that Jesus is the very image of God, then he has made an image of himself for us, Jesus. And if we were to not have pictures of Jesus, then we would be breaking the second commandment. But now all this rests upon this moment and that you must do the right thing in order to reap the benefits of this. If you're going to be forgiven, if you're going to be atoned for, if you're going to get the imputed righteousness of God, you must then do this. And and this is what's so terrible about what we call decision theology is that it, it takes everything away of the gospel and puts it all back on the law. I mean, this is a stop-the-press sort of thing to see God, you know? Wow! That's amazing! Stop the song! Tell us about that! That's great! Ear protection required. This is Table Talk Radio. Evan Gigline and Pastor Wolfman are here today. Uh, we have a solid lineup for Table Talk Radio. First, we're starting off with some buzzwords, and then some Bible Bee, and then we're going to be doing some praise song crunching. Yeah, we just get so many praise song requests. We just It's like we're crunching every week here. It's true. Well, it is, in fact. We did do it last week. And, and a lot of our listeners are wondering, why are you guys doing it two consecutive weeks in, the, in a row? And, and the answer is because praise songs were sung last Sunday. So we need to keep hammering out this... This praise <laughs> until every you know that uh, RSO commercial you know until every soldier is home we are the RSO have you oh heard yeah that? yeah uh-huh. That's a, we are until every praise song has stopped <laughs> we are your praise song crunching jerks that's right <laughs> we might be doing public, this for a doing while the public public so. service of crunching praise songs <laughs> this is a public service announcement by Table Talk Radio All right, here's the deal here's I, I'll, I will make a deal right now are you ready. Yeah, I mean, I know our. What do we have? That little liner that says, "Not even our listeners can cancel us," mm-hmm. right? You know. Yeah. But I, I, and I know people are trying. You know, people are. <laughs> just, how can we get this off the air? Here's the deal: if every praise band closes up shop and stops singing praise songs, if every Christian, uh, uh, contemporary Christian radio station shuts itself down, then we will stop doing table talk radio. But At not before. We'll We'll rename the show. <laughs> Wait, what will we rename it? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I think we've got a long time to work on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll think on that in the meantime. <laughs> All right. Is that a deal, listeners? So get out there and start start stomping this nonsense out. Now, is this in, in Lutheran churches or churches across the board? No, no, the whole world. <laughs> okay. Good luck I'm, with that, listeners. I have. I'm broadened my horizons. I'm still praying the prayer. <laughs> that's of, because you're so missional. That's right. Oh, brother! You tried to get me worked up already. We <laughs> started. Crunch, we haven't even done buzzwords yet. No, I'm especially excited for this edition of the Praise Song Cruncher because if there has ever been an opportunity to make Pastor Wolfmiller cry, this is it. So get your Kleenex <laughs> box ready. I, I think today's Praise Song. We just have a good contrast of the. You know, the Outer Courts, Happy Clappy song, and then the Draw You In Emotional, you know, Break You Down. This, uh, this is going to be a roller coaster, and, and Pastor Wolfman is going to be the first victim on today's show. So, get I ready am for kind that. of on the edge. It was a long weekend. I'm slightly emotionally unstable. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, that, that's another Pless key. All over. That's another key. <laughs> How was it? How was uh, 
How was the thing in Colorado? Yes, yeah, great. It's fantastic. I thought Pless preached here yesterday, and I thought finally a chance to sleep through a sermon. <laughs> Uh, you probably but, could too. I tried, <laughs> but I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I could. I, I tried hard. <laughs> I've lost my sermon sleeping skills from seminary, which they were highly refined at seminary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. Uh, I'm, I'm nearing nearing the end of seminary. In fact, um, not not that I'm counting, but there's. Uh, uh, 1,711 hours until call night, and. Um, <laughs> And <laughs> that's fantastic. I have a I have an app on my phone that has a running countdown until call night. I just I can't wait until you we you and I can go head to head on Iron Preacher. Oh, you ruined the surprise. Yeah. So the so the first Table Talk Radio episode after my ordination, Lord willing, uh, is is going to be uh, Iron Preacher, Pastor Rolfmuller versus myself. <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> okay, let's do, each other let's do some buzzwords. All right. What do you have? I got I well I've got two options for you. One's kind of a, a cheese ball one, and the other one is kind of crazy. So, uh, so here, tell me which one you want. The first one is Christadelphianism. Christadelphianism. It's a impersonation of Christianity. It denies the devil's existence as a fallen angel, as well as a fiery hell. It denies the Trinity that Jesus' sacrifice was substitutionary. It teaches that Jesus had a sinful nature. It's not Christian. Uh, Christadelphian sect was founded in 1838 by John Thomas, London-born physician turned Bible teacher, uh, etc. So it's just another cult. So that's the one. Or the other one, which I was thinking you might want, is the easy one. And it, it is simply the word doctrine. I'm going to go with doctrine. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason why I chose doctrine is because it means the same thing as teaching. I mean, that's they're just the same, doctrine and teaching. The doctrine of the scripture, the teaching of the scripture, same thing, same thing. But we prefer the word doctrine because it sounds more mean. <laughs> it is true, though. I mean, it seems like, you know, you can say teaching. and Okay, yeah, that's fine. But you say, you know, doctrine. Oh, come on. You guys are just... Doctrine. Uh. Well, you're always talking about doctrine. <laughs> that's right. See, I told you. <laughs> this means the same thing. It just sounds meaner, which is why we prefer it. Which is, yeah. Why I because we are it. your praise song crunching jerks. Why are you giving me options? Am I some sort of Armenian now? Yeah, I, I get... <laughs> I, I don't know that, that in my Choose fallen... Choose this day which word you will serve. <laughs> I don't know in my fallen state I am capable of choosing a, a buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put doctor down. All right. Well, I uh, have a, a theological buzzword for you, and that is prevenient grace. Oh, brother. And uh, as a, a uh, rebellion against theopedia, I'm going to read the definition from Christian Cyclopedia. What, is there another one? Is this the Arminian version of theopedia? No, no. This is the LCMS's Christian Cyclopedia. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's the Lutheran Encyclopedia. Yeah, that's right. So, okay, so it says this. Saving grace in Christian theology has been distinguished in its various operations as prevenient, inasmuch as um, by means of outward circumstances and assertions, particularly through the outward hearing of the word, the Holy Spirit would prepare the heart for conversion as operative, inasmuch as it generates faith as cooperative, inasmuch as it is active in the Christian, jointly in the regenerate will to produce good works. Um, now, I, I want to read the, the next line, couple lines here about grace, because this is just a... You know, under a larger article, grace. Uh, grace is resistible since it is offered to us through certain means. Scripture constantly warns us not to reject salvation. Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> now, th- th- that's a good point, though, and this is kind of aside from my theological buzzword definition. Uh, but you, you 
mention this after our, our uh, interview as Pastor Charmley. I'm going to take credit for it right now. Uh, that that um, because the Calvinists don't have the means of grace, then uh, then then grace has to be irresistible. See, when when you have the the means of grace being offered That's to you, That's genius point. <laughs> when you have the means of grace being offered to you in 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 uh, the things of this world, something as ordinary as water, and that water attached to God's word actually delivers the the very thing that it promises, uh, the forgiveness of sins and God's grace and mercy. Uh, and you you can you can reject that. You can say I don't want that water splash on my head. I don't want that promise. And so when there's the, the actual means of grace delivered to human beings, it is a, an irresistible grace that becomes resistible. Um, and 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 so uh, that that's I mean that's maybe the because so now that that the Calvinists have to talk about forgiveness and grace in this abstract. And how can you possibly uh, re- resist or reject this forgiveness that's in theology land that you can't see or do anything about? <laughs> Theology. <laughs> it comes down to it when you push it even a little bit further to a uh, confusion of law and gospel, because according to the law, God is irresistible. But always in the gospel, God is resistible. But if you don't have, uh, as soon as you deny the resistibility of God, you've denied the gospel. I mean, yeah. you've denied the incarnation, you've denied the crucifixion, etc., etc., etc. Right. I mean, so, Ooh, so boy. I mean, Christianity. Now, I wonder is, if that'll get the. Uh, <laughs> but Christianity is all about God, God coming to us. I mean, that, that's that's what the incarnation is all about. I mean, it's a good thing Mary wasn't a Calvinist because she'd be expecting some sort of a spiritual uh, uh, pregnancy. I mean, she'd be like, "What's what's going on here?" So anyway. Um, so anyway, prevenient <laughs> grace. I'm not even. I don't know that Lutherans use this terminology much. Uh, I, I kind of suspect that it's a, a word that was invented by the Arminians to try and uh, say that there's some sort of a grace before I make a decision. Um, the the ma- Calvinists have all these categories. Yeah, the, both of them have all these categories of grace. So you have common grace and uncommon grace and creative grace, saving grace. Ca- uh, Catholics are the same thing. And then they do, uh, the Catholics have been doing the same thing with justification nowadays. You have initial justification, final justification. All these different. So initial justification is grace alone, but final justification is grace by works, and all these adjectives. So but that was one of the uh, highlights of uh, Professor Pless's visit this weekend. He says, "I'm against adjectival theology." <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I mean, I resist. I, I'm against adverbs, but he's taken it one step further. You know, adjectives. Yeah. That's yeah. good. All right, in the last minute here before the break, whoa, why don't you whoa. describe uh, this law gospel dynamic of Bible B? Oh, yeah, okay, so the way Bible Bee works is we got three rounds, we give each other Bible verses, we have to guess what book of the Bible is, and then we have to say if it's law or gospel or both. The law are the things that God demands of us, commands of us, and because we are sinners, it shows us our sin. The gospel, on the other hand, are the things that, that God has done for us to forgive our sins. The death of Jesus on the cross and the promise of eternal life that comes from his victory there. Right, okay, so that is the game we're going to be playing right after this commercial break. You want to stay tuned for that. During the break, you can visit our website and check out some of the articles we have on our website, tabletalkradio.org. More Table Talk Radio right after this. This is Todd Wilkin, host of Issues Etc. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Sorry. 
Welcome back to Table Talker Radio. Bible Whoa, that was game. a short bump. I know, you're not used to these. I'm trying to make them shorter so we actually have some time to talk during the show. Alas for our listeners. <laughs> I met our 15th Sorry, and 16th listeners up in uh, Loveland, Colorado. Thanks for checking in, guys. Oh, Loveland, you're great. We had, uh, you told me you, you met a handful of listeners. I don't even know. I, were all of the Table Talk Radio listeners at that thing in Loveland? Presumably. <laughs> They'd have to be, right? I th- th- some guy said he said I'm he says I'm probably like your 25th listener. I said no 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 no, uh, because we've lost enough. So it's, it's just kind of <laughs> every time we gain one we lose one. So yeah. we're still right around the teens. I think I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. It's like that kooky theology that some people think that when when someone dies and another person is born, that's kind of how table talk radio is. When we when we lose one, we pick one up. So <laughs> that's how the Buddhists are with uh, souls, you know. Yeah. The transmigration of souls. It's it's like taking the materialistic uh, philosophy and applying it to people's souls. So there's there's a set number of souls in the world. They got to go somewhere. So you know it's out of the human into the bug or whatever. That's how table talk radio listeners are. Great. Got it. You got, got it. it. Got it. That's kind of a that was kind of a in depth theological point to make a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me halfway through. <laughs> it's just Buddhism. Transmigration of souls. I'm still looking for verses for Bible B. Don't distract me. You want me to go first then? Yep, you better. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the first round you get three verses, and it's worth 100 points. I'm ready. Let me find uh, here. Um, okay. Um, okay, ready? Yep. This oh, is, yeah. a, is this the verse that I wanted to give you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I carefully select these, but all right, here we go. Uh, there is a grievous evil that I have seen under the sun, riches which were kept by their own by their owner to his hurt, and those riches were lost in bad venture. And he is, uh, and he is father of a son, but he is nothing in his hand. He has come from his mother's womb, and he shall go again naked as he came, and shall take nothing for his toil that he may carry away in his hand. Uh, the, the, uh, no, that wasn't the one you wanted to give me. But, you know, we have to be careful on Bible Bee now because we get mocked by our Calvinist uh, blogger if we miss these things. They're always there going and reading Esther and everything and watching VeggieTales so they win uh, the Bible Bee. So yeah, we better not get any of these wrong. I think I, the clue for this one is um, uh, under the sun. That's the language that comes up over and over from Solomon in his despairing years when he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. So I'm going to say, what is... Oh, wait, it's not Jeopardy. I'm going to say Ecclesiastes. <laughs> uh, I wonder how our Table Talk Jeopardy questions would, would fare with our with that robot Watson. Do you think he'd be able oh, to yeah. do You think he'd do that? I, I'm surprised I'm still here this week. <laughs> yeah. Watson's not subbing for me. Well, the, he got I wonder a, how Watson would do on Iron Preacher. He got a virus, so that, uh, that you know. <laughs> he did? Start, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Otherwise, you'd be replaced. Okay, you're right. Ecclesiastes is correct. Hey, hey, 100 points for you. Thank you. Uh, law and or gospel. Law. You generally bet that it's law if it's Ecclesiastes. I mean, there's a few little sh- slimmers of grace. Barely uh, towards the end, and uh, you know maybe one or two at the beginning, but but uh, this is kind of a this is like the uh, this is like the Russian philosopher ver- book of the Bible, you know. It's kind of it's despairing. Uh, it's uh, vanity of vanities. You work all that uh, you do all this work, you build up a business and everything, and then your son inherits it, and then he wastes it away, and you're dead. By the way, that's uh, that's law. The meaninglessness of this life apart from faith in God. That's the theme of the whole book of Ecclesiastes, and that's a law. That's a strong law theme. 
I, someone said, by the way, this is something else Pless said this weekend. I can't believe I remember all this stuff now. Uh, I thought I would have forgotten it. I can't believe Pless He's... said a couple of things worth remembering. <laughs> he said that the modern man is searching for meaning. That's how people say it. That's how the, these guys at the Lutheran World Federation, when they're um, uh, trying to reject the doctrine of justification, said people aren't looking to be righteous now. They're looking to have meaning in their life. And so the decent Lutheran theologians have to come along and say, that's just kookball nonsense. But uh, but it is helpful to have the book of Ecclesiastes that says, hey, uh, look, there is no meaning in life apart from justification. <laughs> yeah. huh. All right. Nice. All right, I'm ready for one. Uh, I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. For I want you to know, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses and the cloud and the sea, and ate the same spiritual food, and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Yes. Uh, this is good. I want to say that this um, this sounds Pauline. Um Polish. Paul, this sounds Polish. Pauline. That was the wasn't Pauline the uh, the woman apostle that. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that was Juliana. I don't want to open That's up that bad. can of worms. Oh, um, okay. Never so this mind. Is, this is I definitely from back. one of Paul's epistles. Um, yeah, good. That's good. That narrows it down to thirteen from sixty-six. So you got like a. <laughs> we'll just keep hammering away. What are your odds that? now? You got like a twenty percent odds. Okay, this theme of running uh, comes up, I think, in Corinthians, and maybe, does it come up in one of the pastoral epistles, too? Maybe. Uh, I'm, gonna st- I th- I'm pretty sure it's in the Corinthians, I'm just trying to guess if it's 1st or 2nd Corinthians. Um I'm, I'm, see, uh, I'm, I'm using your strategy of, of naming off a few. Although it's gonna be even yeah. worse when I when, I, when you say no, it's it's, it's either this or this or this, and then it's none of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. it, it's good. So you have the broad category. So when you get it wrong, at least you don't sound like a total moron. But that could you're right. It could backfire on you. <laughs> no, no, I, you're doing good. I so don't know. Far. I don't know if it's first or second Corinthians, or if it's even in Corinthians, but. Um, I'll I'll say First Corinthians. You're right. Really? Oh, Kapow! Yeah. First Corinthians chapter nine and ten. Ooh. Wait, wait! I get three <laughs> verses. You only gave me two. That's an extra hundred points. No, no, no. Chapters nine and ten. Uh, um, I gave you like five verses. Okay. Really. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> One hundred. I read verses nine twenty six, twenty seven, and then ten one two. Three. Okay, so read read them. one more of those again for Logos. Well, here, how about this? They all ate the spirit, the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For that, they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Uh, let's see, gospel. <laughs> yeah, although the, if you if you throw in the next verse, you could mix it up a little bit. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased, and they were overthrown in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're we're seeing uh, he's referring to the the wanderings of the wilderness, and uh, you know they're. Uh, God has provided them with with uh, with food. You know, we have, we have the manna, and then you have the the water flowing from the rock. And so here here Paul is, uh, is saying that, that these were were foreshadows of Christ. Um, now what what did they do with this uh, with these gifts that the Lord gave them? Uh, they complained about them. They uh, didn't take you know, didn't make use of them. They tried to gather more than than what they were instructed. 
Um, and so instead of just receiving the Lord's gifts as he would as he would bestow them, uh, they have to take it upon themselves to, to say, no, we, we know what's the best for us. We know uh, what we should take and, and how we should take it. Uh, and so God was not pleased with that. You're right. So. Scores all tied up at 400 apiece here. I thought round one was worth 100 points. Oh, yeah, okay. Scores all tied up at 300. 200 for getting law and gospel. Gotcha. Right, see? Okay. All right, you ready for round two? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Born okay, ready. I hope you get this. Thanks. For how can I endure to see the calamity which will befall my people, and how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, how can I endure to see the calamity of my people? Of what? Of my... Uh, which will befall my people, and how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? Destruction of my kindred. I think that, so this is prophetic. How can I endure seeing the Lord's people get walloped? I think the prophet's going to be referring to his own people, so it's going to be a Jewish prophet as opposed to all the other prophets. <laughs> Thanks. All the prophets were Jewish, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> the calamity of my people. Now, this is, so you've got a couple choices when it comes to to the prophets talking like this. It could be a book of the prophets, which narrows it down to, what, about 15 books? Or it could be one of the prophets talking in one of the historic narratives, you know, Kings, Chronicles, Samuel, etc. This is probably going to be uh, going into destruction, and there was two major destructive events in the Old Testament. The first the destruction of the northern kingdom, uh, the Assyrians uh, walloped uh, um, the Israel, the northern ten tribes, in the year 722. Uh, and so it could be the prophets uh, worrying about that. It could then also be the second major uh, piece of destruction, which was the Babylonian captivity, 586, the destruction of Jerusalem. And there's groups of prophets around that. The big prophet who, uh, and he was part of the deportation, he was there for the destruction and then went over, uh, was Ezekiel. Um, of course, Isaiah was pre-destruction. You have uh, Jeremiah who wrote the Lamentations also. Uh, uh, the weeping prophet, he's known as. Um, how can I endure the calamity of my people? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Jeremiah. Jeremiah, is that your final answer? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. We have 18 seconds before this uh, break. I wonder if I should uh, tell you now or hold you in suspense. No, tell me now. Okay. i got to know. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It is <laughs> it is not Jeremiah. I'm actually surprised you didn't know this because I know this verse well. I know this passage well. But this actually comes from Esther chapter 8, verse 6. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you Lutherans ever read <laughs> Esther? <laughs> No, we have to we have to read this oh, email. Can you, no. can you cut down this email during the break and, and yeah. read that portion so people know what we're talking about? Yeah, I um, but I I know this, you know, very. I mean, this is like the back of my hand. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we'll be right back. More uh, law and or gospel Bible bee and also some praise talk cruncher on Table Talk Radio. ever been flipping through the radio and suddenly wonder why you've been listening to something? Well, this is Staple Talk Radio. 
Cooper has jumped in again with this email here. Mocking our lack of knowledge in the book of Esther. What lack of knowledge in the book of Esther? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. We have an official Calvinist observer, although he might get revoked from this email. But here, here's the uh, per, here's the pertinent uh, uh, discussion. First off, it was with shock and horror that I heard mewling with crash and burn on this Bible beavers. During the night, the king could not sleep, so he gave an order to bring the Book of Records to Chronicles, and they were read before the king. I couldn't believe that Evan was cackling when he read it as though he had found a stumper, because the answer was so obvious. And then, Brian didn't have a clue that it was from Esther. I tested my Calvinist wife, capital W, and she knew it right away. But then again, she is a Calvinist. That and our church has recently preached through Esther. I asked my 10-year-old Calvinist son, capital S, odd, <laughs> and even and he even figured it out, probably because he watches VeggieTales. Don't you Lutherans ever read Esther? Is Esther one of the Luther's books of straw like James or something? You should give it a try. It's really a fantastic book, as if God took one of his favorite themes, Great Reversal, and decided to write a sitcom. <laughs> Chapter 6 that you choked on is particularly funny. Maybe if you read it, you would learn a little something about humor for your show. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I like your response, though. Uh, uh, oh, you, you, you nailed this guy for capitalizing uh, son, huh? Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, I know what I, the, I remember what the response, though, was. It was when he was talking to us about uh, uh, that, that NPR show. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, that's right. What, what did you say? <laughs> I told him, the first time I heard the title, I thought it was a Calvinist homiletics show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Oh. One more round. Oh, wait. I get, I get one verse, don't I? Quick, give me yeah, a verse. Yeah. Okay, ready? Ready. Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. kind of tricky verse hmm great hmm. now now not only do i have the the normal pressure of of table talk uh bible b but now i also have the calvinist breathing down my neck um <laughs> like the like the horseman of the apocalypse <laughs> oh calvinists are watching this we got to be on our best behavior <laughs> Tell I'm recording with a cigar in my mouth. <laughs> I'm not just I'm, kidding. No cigars here. I'm not sure where that comes from. I wonder if it's um, one of the parables from the Gospels where, uh huh, uh huh, where uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, where you have the the workers who who do the different uh, oh, days' oh, wage yeah. and they all get the mm-hmm. same reward. They all oh, get a denarii. Yeah. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm gonna. You're you're probably just leading me on. You're like, nope, Exodus. But um, I'm going to say the Gospel of Matthew. You got it. Matthew wow. chapter 20. Whew. Works in the vineyard. That was wow. a shot in the dark. Last will be first. First will be last. You got it. You are de- demolishing me. Now that whole thing, I mean, uh, I'll just take the, the parable as a whole. I mean, that is gospel, that that uh, we're not given our reward on the basis of our works. You know, because all these guys are doing, uh, you know, one works all day, the other one works half a day, and the other one just a little bit, and they all get the same reward. And this yep. teaches us that, that the reward that, that our Lord has for us is not on the basis of our works. You know, the, yep. the guy who, who does the, the most good works does not get the, the largest reward in heaven. I'm right. sorry to break it to you. Um, it, that cracks me up, though, doesn't it? I mean, someone, because I was explaining a long gospel uh, to this uh, a Bible class, and some of these guys have just heard it for the first time. 
And uh, you know, th- this is this is something that really kind of kind of jolts you theologically when you when you haven't understood law gospel before. And and so the retort was, well, what about good works? Don't you do good works uh, for for rewards in heaven? And so I I wanted to push a little bit and go, well, uh, do you think that we should get uh, good works in heaven um, if the work is sinful, like for selfish reasons? Well, no. Well, if you do it then for the purpose of getting good work, isn't that a selfish reason? Yes, mm. uh, it is. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, one word. One word clue. Uh, oh, I have one for you here. Yeah. Your one word clue is garlic. <laughs> <laughs> this is from uh, what is that thing called? Twilight. No. Wrong. All right. All right, let's try again. Garlic. Um, oh, wait a minute. Hey, didn't they like the garlic and the leeks of uh, of Egypt? And didn't they complain about that in Exodus? Final answer. <laughs> uh, your reasoning is right, but it is found in the book of Numbers. Oh, oh, <laughs> man. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt that cost nothing. The cucumbers and melons, the leeks and onions and uh, and the garlic. Uh, so that's Numbers chapter 11. That kind of connects uh, with what the, the verse you were quoting from Paul earlier. Uh, yeah, they're complaining. I mean, of course, if you if you had 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness, I mean, if, 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 if someone was taking all of your complaining and uh, writing, a, writing it down in a book 40 years worth, you would probably be in the same trouble that they were. I don't know. And plus, they and the problem is, this is how this is how memory goes too. You always forget, uh, you always forget the bad stuff and remember the good stuff, which is kind of nice. That's why it always seems like things used to be better than they are today. They weren't. That seems like it. I mean, they were being beaten. They they were building all these pyramids and stuff without any straw, and then they like, oh yeah, but we had garlic. <laughs> You know, if ever, uh, I mean, in case you're running out of of excuses, if you ever need an excuse to repent, a um, a good indication is when you're reading these Bible texts and you you encounter these things, you go, oh, I would never be like that. <laughs> you know, That's right. You, you, I you, hate garlic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even you know, we always do this when we read through the the Gospels and we see, you know, Jesus just hammering the Pharisees. We go, oh man, if I was there. I would totally be, you know, on board with what Jesus is doing, you know, or I would have never denied Christ. <laughs> oh, I, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know that's true. I, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, and plus, that's what I want to say to my kids: say, look, the 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 children of Israel got in trouble by God because they were complaining they didn't have enough vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that a misuse you guys are complaining word? about your veggies? All What's right. that? Huh? Is that a misuse of God's word? <laughs> Perhaps. So appreciate your Just, veggies. Just tell I just tell the kids, you know. That's look at, law, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Look at okay. at least uh, at least I'm not forcing you to build a a pyramid <laughs> without straw. All right, I need one what's word. Your, this is how it goes at the dinner table at my house. Kids, what's your favorite commandment? Honor your father and your mother <laughs> with gusto. <laughs> Dad, you can't bind our consciences to adverbs. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, you ready? Ready. Or. That's what it is. Or. O-A-R. Not O-R-E. O-A-R. Or. Um, You're never going to get this, by so, the way. So this is like the kind of or that you would paddle with? Is that right? Presumably. <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah. So this has got to be, again, in one of the Gospels uh, when they're... You would think, but... 
You're never going to get it, so I shouldn't stop you. Just keep going. Well, I don't know if I should believe you if you're trying to... Okay, uh, this is going to be an axe then when... Uh, I don't know. Axe. Wrong. Ezekiel. Ugh. Yeah, you're right. Oh, no, yeah, at the sound of the cry of your pilots, the countryside shakes, and down from their ships come all who handle oars. The mariners and the pilots of the sea stand on the land and shout aloud over you and cry out bitterly. Ezekiel 27, 28 to 30. That's law. Yeah. Okay, right. so 200 points for me at least, right? What? You don't get okay, access okay. to the bonus. Okay, so the score right now is 300 to 700, just so everybody knows. But we need to get to this praise song cruncher. So while this uh, first praise song is playing, um, then go onto our website, tabletalkradio.org, and download the praise song cruncher criteria. Uh, this is Lord Rain in Me, uh, requested by Tammy. This is written by Brenton Brown, but this performance is by Jamie Smith. Let it rain in your hearts tonight. Let it burn in your hearts tonight, did you say? It's <laughs> a bad start. greatest air drum set right now <laughs> i'm glad we're a radio show then. <laughs> yeah no one's no one's clamoring for us to get a webcam in our in our yeah. individual studios <laughs> it's forbidden okay is jesus mentioned uh no no hey look at that no jesus what about Shock. lord lord reign in me reign in your power over all my dreams in my darkest hour hey that rhymes <laughs> You are the Lord of all I am, so won't you reign in me again? It's so weird. It's like, hey, you're in charge, so you should be in charge. Well, you just said I'm in charge, so. <laughs> over every thought, over every word, like a like a ruthless tyrant that sits in my soul. <laughs> that's my addition. I was going to say, I don't see that here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You mean more to me than any earthly thing, so. So won't you're not you counting Lord again? then. That doesn't. Count. No, don't. I'm not counting Lord because look, when Lord is tied with power, it's uh, talking about a different kind of thing. All right. Well, when we come back from this break, we're going to ask the clarity question. Is the song clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, and object? Or does it use sentence fragments? You can, again, look at the criteria for discerning the usefulness of praise songs by going to our website at tabletalkradio.org and click on the articles tab and print it off and give it to all of your friends. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. You tried to use Bob Marley to calm me down. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> Hi, this is Jonathan Fisk, and if you are interested in hard-hitting, dynamic, 200-proof Lutheran doctrine, then whatever you do, don't listen to Table Talk Radio. Watch Worldview Everlasting.
at how you're trying to calm me down. Now I've been happy lately, <laughs> thinking about the good things to come, and I believe it could be something good has begun. You, you can't remember what song we were crunching before the break. I know, I'm on the peace train, man. <laughs> everything's, and Bob Marley, everything's going to be all right. You know? All right, Lord, Rain and Me, is this oh. uh, a song that is clear with with uh, sentences? Oh, um. Yeah. I, I mean, you are the Lord of all I am. I don't know exactly. So won't you reign in me again? Hey, that almost rhymes. I mean, it's clear. It's kind of simple. Yeah. My. But my one request, Lord, my only aim is that you reign in me again. <laughs> Who's the one? It's that like, oh, that Lord, way. That look. way. Lyrically, you can put repeat after that stanza and go back to the beginning. <laughs> you. You want? I mean, this is the. Pro- I mean, okay. Uh, let's say clear is a. Seven. You reign everything. You every mountain stream, every sunset sky. It, but I want you to reign in me too. It's like, hey, you're lord of everything. But you could, if if, uh, if I let you, you could also be lord of me. It's a, it's like this kind of strange sort of like here here the sovereignty of God is what's resistible. <laughs> and what it means is what the song the secret of this song is is it means, Lord, I want to try to my best to do good things. I mean. That's what it's really saying. I mean, it's not talking about the Lord at all. It's talking about myself. And and for the addendum song, addendum question for the praise song country, could the song be sung by a Muslim? Answer: Yes, it could be sung by a Muslim. <laughs> Last time you were, you were asking the question if it could be sung if it could be a Jewish song. Oh yeah. Could this be a Jewish song? Same question. Yes, it could be a Jewish song. Okay. You won't. You don't say Muslim because you are culturally insensitive, and you like to pronounce it Muslim. I, though, am a man of the world, and I know the proper pronunciation is Muslim. All right. Uh, three mysticism. Uh, is this talk about what God has done or what uh, our own emotions and experiences? This is a. It's a neither kind of thing. It's a, like a. This is just a moralistic song. It's moralism couched in excitement. It's like uh, it's it's like uh, this is you know what this song it's the it's the moralist, so the, the you know the lordship theology guys, who are trying to take over the mystical praise song and they don't do a very good job so they're kind of using the excitement of the song to induce moral good moral activity. But you don't no you, you don't think this is mysticism here? I mean talking about the Lord reigning in me that that's I mean I know I mean, if that's what they're really talking about. But remember I I am the I am the praise song guru here and I'm telling you <laughs> that they don't actually mean reign in me. It actually isn't about the Lord at all. It's just about my behavior. So what they say Lord reign in me it means don't let me keep on sinning like I keep doing. It's just pure moralism. All right, I'll yield to the praise song guru on this one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I can read between the lines. Oh, I have my praise song shami earphones on right now. <laughs> all right, uh, law gospel. <laughs> no, no, this is all pure law. Okay, uh, explicit false teaching. Mm. No, I mean, insofar as it gives the power to uh, of the Lord reigning into our will and not to the Lord's, it is false teaching. But other than that, not really. It's just kind of, it's just kind of straight moralism. So this one's crunched. Could this song be sung by a Mason? Yes. <laughs> okay, can we just lump all those together in a false religion? Would that be all right? Could this song be sung by uh, a practitioner of pure works righteousness? Yes. Could this song be sung by a Lutheran? Um, 
<laughs> it's yes. like you can you fall from grace can you fall from lutheranism can you it should not be sung all right i got an email to introduce our next one this one's crunched right crunch crunch okay so here's the here's an email we got from dan greetings from north dakota i bet you didn't know that you had a listener in north dakota so now We're you checking. know Thank you for your show because when it's too cold to go outside and I run out of issues, etc. episodes, or when I get annoyed by the computer-generated announcers on the baseball video games, Table Talk Radio comes in handy. <laughs> We're always here for you, Dan. Uh, also, congratulations <laughs> to Pastor Wolfman there on winning Soundbite of the Year. Hey, I, yeah. I, I never – hey, good job. Uh, Thank he, you. he says, now you can't complain anymore about losing Soundbite of the Week however many times. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no, it won't stop me. <laughs> I called to complain the other day because I didn't win anything on issues, etc. Like what? I didn't win anything this week, guys. What's, what's the problem? <laughs> oh, yeah, you poor you. Okay. On, oh yeah, on Table Talk Radio though, everyone's a winner. That's right. Wait, you're only saying that because you're down by 400 points. <laughs> Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, also, I'm sending you a song that you can crunch. It's called "You Have Redeemed My Soul" by Waterdeep, written by Don and Lori uh, Schaefer. Water deep? Does that mean to say deep water? I guess so. Also, I have a buzzword for you, prevenient grace. Huh. Oh. I should no use that wonder. sometime. <laughs> All right, so he says, congratulations on your mediocrity. Keep it up. Damn. Okay, so we'll this is uh, submitted to... Did we, did we just shock announce our, our, uh, that we had reached mediocrity long before scheduled? Right, yes. That's, <laughs> that's true. All right, We're well, this is, fast. this is the, the praise song he wanted us to crunch, and this is... Get your Kleenex box ready. Are you ready? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, here it comes. You have redeemed my soul From the pit of emptiness You have redeemed my soul <laughs> This is the song that really makes us sound like jerks. My soul <laughs> from the pit of emptiness. You have redeemed my soul from death. I was a hungry child, a dried up river. Are your eyes closed? I was a burned out. <laughs> I'm not telling. <laughs> and no one could do anything. You put food in my body, water in my dry bed. What is that? To my blackened branches, you brought the springtime green of a new life. And nothing is impossible for you. Now you have redeemed my soul. Again? You're, you're going. Are you unable to stop it? <laughs> Are you emotionally paralyzed over there? Oh, oh stop come on. It. Oh, come on. It's too much to, for me. This is just too close song. to the edge. For, for those of you uh, who are wondering, this is the song that you tell the band, okay, play this. You just kind of over and over and over why we have the altar call. And so they just kind of this is kind of on repeat. And this is nice though because you can actually hit repeat and the band can take a break and the music's still going. But uh, you know, it's, you, know. you are a jerk. <laughs> Poor guy singing his soul out there. You have nothing left after this song. 
be dried up. And then, and you're, here you are mocking it. I think this song's great. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> All right, this one has Pastor Wolfmuller's seal of approval. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Where the points are like Pastor Wolfmuller's seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's crunch it. Is Jesus mentioned? No. I mean, there's this word redeemed. Um, so that's nice. And that gets, that's as close as you get to Jesus is redeemed. You have redeemed my soul. From the pit of emptiness. I don't know what the pit of emptiness is. That's poetic language, apparently, which I do not understand. Apparently, I have no capacity for poetry. Obviously. Obviously. Okay, clarity. I was a hungry child, a dried-up river, a burnt-out forest. Uh, Oh, you fill my water in my dried bed. That means my dried river bed. (laughs) I, I, I was trying to figure out what fill water in my dried bed. I'm like, that would be... Is it a water bed? Extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Riverbed. Ah, I, I've got the metaphors now. Um, what was the question we're answering? Uh, clarity. Uh, no, not so much, huh? Not so much. I mean, um, I mean, it's. I guess it's a metaphor, or what is the thing that we call a metaphor? Uh, allegory. Uh, you fill my water dry bread, and to my blackened branches you brought the springtime. So, so look, I, I'm a hu- I'm hungry, dry, and burned up from a fire, but you give me food and water and bring green new life of spring. So th- th- this kind of this theme is this theme is in the prophets. It's not an unbiblical theme that he brings water in the in the desert, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's a perfect theme for the mystic because it's this kind of spiritual yeah. infusion uh, that kind of brings this newness of uh, so you, this you can, newness of life. You can apply any kind of emotional heartache to whatever the problem is, and it doesn't have to be sin or that I'm estranged from God or that I'm deserving of the wrath of God. But you know, I'm feeling down. You know, right? I'm, yeah. See, and it's, you redeem my soul from death, but then death is described not as the, the actual dying. Or in terms of sin, but in in tor- terms of emptiness, hunger, uh, uh, burnt over, dried up. Which I mean, it's f- I mean, it's fine so far as it goes. But let's get I mean, let's get to the point of of saying, look, this is all by the way because of because of sin and because of that, God is angry at me. And the solution is only now in Jesus in in the cross of Jesus and in his um, his blood shed and delivered to us in the gospel and the sacraments. I mean. Uh, let's let's try to get to that part. But yes, uh, we have about thirty seconds. Do you want to do extra innings real quick? Yeah, yeah, we can do some extra innings. Good. I, I don't want to rush the rest of this crunch. You want to take your time. That's repeat right. it. We'll repeat the crunch three or four times. <laughs> yeah, because we don't want to rush any false doctrine, you know. Buzzword? Oh yeah, buzzword. You All got right. it. All right. <laughs> In the last, that was the that was the half quarter for the, for the three point. So that's five hundred <laughs> points. Uh, wait, final score twelve hundred to three hundred. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio, where the points are like the F nine key on my keyboard. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.
Thanks for sticking in there uh, on Table Talk Radio Extra Innings. All right, we're crunching this really fall song. Apart. Yeah, no kidding. We're crunching this song uh, by request. You have Redeemed My Soul by Waterdeep. And uh, now we're up to the mysticism question. Is this about the objective things that God has done or about my own emotions and experiences? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> that, must be, that must mean clarity is pretty low. Uh, no, no, this is... Um... This is, I mean, this is, uh, this is all about um, the inner life. Do you see the inner life? So, was he really a hungry child, a dried-up river, a burned-out forest? No. Answer: No. Of course not. That's silly. I mean, maybe he was a hungry child. That's a possibility. But he certainly was never a dried-up river or a burned-out forest. But that means something. So it's it's not literal. So okay, now watch. And you're calling me the jerk. I have only a jerk in extra innings. <laughs> Good. So that way the, the people in Radio Land don't don't hear. It's just just the podcasters. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And by the way, I love CPH and I agree with everything the Senate says. <laughs> now, the <laughs> it means something though. So I mean, when someone says it's poetic, so it's not literal. It's poetic. Well, that's fine. I mean, that's fine. But you you have to. It still means something. It's still communicating something, right? So it's not communicating what it literally is communicating. I mean, he's not saying, I'm a hungry child. I mean, he's there strumming the... So he's, what is he saying when he says, I'm a hungry child? <laughs> he's saying that my, my inner life is like, is like that of a starving baby that can't do anything to get more food. You see what it is? It's a description of the soul. I, I, I am a dried up river. What does that mean? It means that I, in my psyche, in my, in my spiritual self, I'm, uh, I have these channels of life, and there's nothing running through them. See, I'm a burned-out force. What does that mean? It means I probably mean something like I used to love singing praise songs, but uh, they've gotten all gotten old. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, fine, it's poetry, but still, poetry has to say something, and this is what it's saying. So it's all about this, the condition of the, am I charged up on the inside or am I drained on the inside? This huge question of spiritual burnout, spiritual life. So that the praise song is there to give, um, to, to re, to, f- to infuse this kind of spiritual life into our, into our crusty souls. Now, as far as it goes, as far as the plan to infuse life into our crusty dried up souls goes that's fine but the problem is it comes by the gospel not by the praise song i mean i guess if the praise song had some gospel in it it could do that but it doesn't there's nothing hmm. nothing here jerk now, now this is the, this is the <laughs> point of the and the point of the praise song is i mean how does he put food in my body put water in my bed <laughs> uh bring the green of new life the springtime green of new life to my blackened branches. How does that happen? It happens in the singing of the song. So that the song itself becomes the means of this spiritual infusion. This is the, this is the, the, the center of the praise song theology. Is that the, is that the song ex- itself is inducing this experience. That's why you're singing it over and over and over again. You're not, it's not, you're not making an assertion. You're causing, a, you're creating an event. And the event is the uh, the inpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's not the outpouring because it's all about the inside. See, that's pretty slick, huh? Mm-hmm. The inpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
Yeah. So I mean, it'd be it'd be fun to go up to one of these guys and say, well, what? Is, how is it that God, you know, makes these darkened branches green? And uh, and I wonder what they'd say. But even if they were to say something like, oh, well, that happens, you know, when Jesus died. Well, why don't we sing about that? <laughs> yeah, you should men- you should mention it in the song then. <laughs> it'd be helpful. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Who what, said what, this? We, what, is this guy on the list of guys that we want to interview? Uh, no, he's not. You have. I, I figured you forgot that little project. No, no, I'm I'm all over it. Have okay. we haven't announced it though? Have we? Or no, have we talked about? I might it? have to. Well, I don't care. Cut that out. Well, I don't everyone, care. all the people will be. Uh, I don't want to tell people not because it's a secret, but because uh, I'll, I'll believe it. Believe it when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> we got three. I'm interview. Here's the secret. Oh, all right. I won't tell. Okay. <laughs> Secret project. Um, song. Law Secret gospel. Song country project. No, there's no. Uh, well, is there law gospel in here? I don't think so. Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> um, redeem. The word redeemed is a nice gospel word. It means to purchase with back with blood. <laughs> uh, from the pit of emptiness. Ugh, I don't know. I mean, I, don't know. I think this is a confusion of law and gospel. I mean, like all mysticism is a confusion of law and gospel. Mm-hmm. So, explicit false teaching. I, I don't even know why I have to ask number five. You, you don't know what? Why I have to ask number five. Is there any explicit false teaching? Because it's always insofar as it's mystic, it's false teaching. Right. I mean, that's basically... So, all but right. this is a tricky thing. I mean, you look at it and there's no outright false teaching necessarily. You put food in my body... Uh, true. You fill my dried riverbed. <laughs> uh, true, I guess. If you had a dried riverbed. Nothing backyard. is impossible for you. That's true. I mean, there's, yeah. there's so there's all these kind of true, but the but the whole context of the thing. <sighs> Until every praise song is crunched. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I still like it. You like the song? Yeah, and it helps me get in touch with my emotional side. <laughs> Yeah, which is, you need long arms for that. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, uh, these are about to get a little bit better. We'll be getting more requests uh, at tabletalkradio.org. The email address, questions at tabletalkradio.org for our uh, praise song requests. And uh, we're we're getting quite quite the list, and we're going to try to get to these as we can. Yeah, we're having to do another crunch marathon at some point. Yeah, emotionally endure it. I'm 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 good for one of those about every six months. <laughs> well, we're probably coming up on it then. So, all right, all right. Congratulations, to all of you who made it to the end of this extra innings of Table Talk Radio, and thanks for listening. And tune again next time on Table Talk Radio. One thousand points for all of you. <laughs> you don't have a, you don't have a thousand points to give. <laughs> one thousand Evan points for all of you. <laughs> all right. Yeah, hey, talk.